Welcome to the Best Hour of Their Day podcast with your hosts, Jason Fernandez and me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world-class affiliates and coaches by building better boxes. boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day. All right, this is going to be a tough one, Fern. You know I'm not used to being the smallest guy on the show. I'm confused. Where am I? I'm used to being the smallest guy around. So, you, you know what's unique about about you? you? You're so strong, but you're you're not like in like 400 pounds. You're just no. a strong dude. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm the smallest strongman competitor at the professional level. What do you weigh? Uh, right now, I'm about 275. Yeah. Uh, isn't it almost mandatory to be over 300 in that sport? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Mass moves. And mass. Yeah. I, I missed. Yeah. I missed the cue on that one. <laughs> it's all right. Last time we had you on the show. The hubby, Joe, right? Was it Joey, Joe? Yeah, yeah Joey. Yeah. Stopped in the background. Yep. Uh, is he here this weekend? He's not here this week. Just because, like, I'm so busy with HWPO and working and stuff like that, it uh, it would have been tough. So he actually, him and his best friend, went on, a, went on a trip to Montreal for the weekend to get away. Smart. So, uh, so yeah, I've just been riding solo, and today's my, my shopping day for him. Nice. Oh, what That's do you got to nice. get? Yeah. I mean, so far I've gotten, like, six T-shirts, two pairs of shoes, you know. Just well, what'd you get for him? <laughs> that that is good. all for him. That was good. Uh, how did you hook up with Matt and the uh, HWPO team? So, really funny. Um, I've known Sammy before I knew Matt. Sammy Modis. Oh, really? yeah, his, yeah. I don't know yeah, if they're married wife. or yeah, not. Yeah. So, yeah. Sammy and I went to neighboring colleges. Oh, don't wait, wait. They're not married. I don't even know. Yeah, he says that, wife. That's a baby mama. Yeah, that's yeah. a baby mama. Um, Whatever. I'm not. No judgment here. So, so Sammy and I went to neighboring colleges. Okay. And we were at the schools at around the same time and kind of knew of each other. Flash forward to 2020. I'm at the Arnold. First time competing there. Finished the first event, and I'm walking off the stage, and I hear somebody yelling "Rob, Rob!" from behind me, and I turn around, and it's her. So obviously, at this point. I knew she was with Matt, right. you know, but I didn't want to be that person that like exploited that relationship to get right. to Matt and whatever. Um, so was that connected. something you were interested in, like working with him? Um, I mean, not necessarily because he was still competing, so right. I didn't know what really was going on. But I mean, I had, I started strongman through CrossFit in 2009. Got it. Right, like that's how I got. You into were strongman. CrossFit first? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize I didn't know that, that about yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't and, know that. Um, so, so we kind of made the connection there at the Arnold in 2020, and then. Um, just kind of lightly stayed in touch throughout the years. Flash forward to when Mal O'Brien started training with Matt. Yep. Um, there were some things he felt we needed to work on from a strength perspective, and fortunately, I was the person he sought out to do that. And, you know, kind of help some of that training. And then, um, yeah, flash forward to, I mean, it's been a year and a half now that I've been working full-time with the team. And, right. You know, really just handling all the strength programming for not only our elite athletes, but then now I have my own my own program on our training platform and well. like in, well you have like a strength track inside of the okay that's yeah. cool that's cool is it is it um do you mind if i ask like what does that oh, look yeah. like is it strongman based or is it more or do you have both like just kind of a traditional strength training and so, then some strongman based so it is predominantly just traditional strength training, okay. right so really just building that foundational strength that we can transfer over to crossfit um i will say it is one of the most unique I think it's the most unique strength programs out there right now simply because not only are we just doing predominantly strength training, but we also have Metcons each day that complement the strength training that we did. Okay. Right? So it's, it's you know, whether we're squatting and deadlifting and then doing some accessories, that Metcon is going to be designed, designed to help those movement patterns that we strengthened earlier in that training session. Um, so it really is like a comprehensive strength program that not only is going to get you strong as fuck, but it's also going to help maintain that fitness level that you came to the program with. What's your background? How'd you get into training? 
Um, so I have a master's degree in sports medicine and athletic training. Okay. What school when you were saying when you were Sammy? Yeah, so I went to uh, Springfield College. Oh, Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, yeah. yep. Uh, Sammy, she went to Western New England, right mm-hmm. down the road. And um, yeah, so, so when I got into... So I started Strongman in 2009. I was a senior in high okay. school. And 2009, you're a senior in high yeah. school. <laughs> right. I feel and old now. Yeah. So I really, um, I loved training. So yeah. like I played football. I was actually a cheerleader as well. Okay. And uh, You did both at the same time? Not at the same time. No. That was so interesting. Was Were you wearing your pads the and then fall. throwing the cheerleaders? Yeah. Especially the when he scored the, the touchdown. He's like, I, <laughs> I was a lineman. Don't, don't give me that much credit for scoring touchdowns. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd do football in the fall, cheer in the winter. Then the spring and summer was all just training. Right. And was fortunate enough that there was a substitute team substitute teacher at my high school who was also a CrossFit coach and he was like hey man like you look like you like this stuff um, if you want to like we, you can come to my CrossFit gym and so I would start he going. owned a gym oh okay yeah. what was his it. name so it was uh, George Rutherford and Randy Tereskevich what they box? were in um it was Southeastern Connecticut CrossFit okay okay yeah so I'm from upstate New York yeah yeah. A, yeah so they were uh they you know they were down in now near Norwich Connecticut in that mm-hmm. area and so I was actually going to the gym at 5 a.m. before school as a senior in high school. Dedication at You're high like school. the most responsible high school I've ever yeah. spoken to. <laughs> yeah. And so I would do, you know, go to the training sessions. And my second day in the gym, the workout was the CrossFit total. Oh, you're like, you're oh, like man. Yes. I'm in. Yeah. So <laughs> like, thank you guys. You I get Do you the... remember? I don't. So I think I hit, it was like a 396 back, back squat, a 154 strict press, and then I pulled 506. You, tell me why you know those are serious numbers. Not because of how high. Why, why are those so serious? I don't really understand the question. They're like obscure numbers. Oh, yes. Right? They're yeah, not yeah. like, it's well, not I like hit 405. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, I hit yeah. a 396 back squat. Yeah. I'm like... I didn't have fractional plates in 2009 <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah, was so. there a powerlifting bridge there, or was it like traditional weightlifting right into strongman? Um, it was mainly just like, it was kind of like, it was your high school strength training program, right? right? So it was like back squat, power cleans, bench press, some deadlifting. But uh, the moment I deadlifted 506, it was the first time 500 ever, had ever been pulled in that gym. And the owner that, oh, looked Like at your me. second day? My second day, and I was, yes, yeah, 17 right. You're not old. welcome back here anymore. And the owner looked at me, and he goes... Maybe CrossFit's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> he was, and, that, you have to have the wherewithal to be like, I want this guy to do it, but yeah. at the same time, you're going to be so good over here. And then fast forward a week later, I walk into the gym on a Tuesday morning. It was June. I still remember this to this day. And they're like, hey, there's a strongman competition a couple towns over this Saturday. We signed you up for it. Sweet, let's do it. A week uh, later, like a week in the... Yeah, like a week Are you the strongest guy on the football team, too, at this point? Probably? I was. Yeah, yeah I figured, How yeah. many high schoolers are squatting <laughs> listen, 400 pounds? Well, are you the listen, uh, probably at that time, it's probably not that rare yeah, that not high rare. schoolers are... Yeah. yeah, high schoolers are pretty strong, bro. Uh, I don't think many are pulling five. How many of your teammates are pulling five? I was five? the only one pulling uh, five. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. But so, um, so honestly, at that point in my life, my experience with Strongman was pretty much what everybody else had seen on ESPN. Yeah. Bill right? Kazmaier. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I had never done it. I had never tried the implements, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let me go. Like, let me try this out. And uh, so I go there, 17 years old, had no experience with the and sport. This is like a qualifier for the one we see on ESPN? It was a backyard strong. It wasn't? Okay. Yeah, this was like something like fun as a fundraiser guys do in the backyard. They just come together to lift some heavy shit. And um, I went there, got my ass kicked, fell in love with the sport. And Do you remember what the events were? Because they're not always like so standard, So we had an axle clean and press that was 150 pounds for max reps. 
there was a, a tank drag, and I say tank, it was like a three propane tanks that they tied together. That was a seated arm over arm drag. They had the Fingle Fingers, we had a farmer's That's carry. the one you walk the circle? No, the Fingle Fingers is the one you flip, oh, flip up and okay. walk yeah, your yeah, hands yeah. up okay. and flip it over. Uh, farmer's carries that were up a hill. And Heavy, then, though? Yeah, it was about 200 pounds a hand. So <laughs> my max deadlift, my max deadlift, yeah. Oh, and, okay, uh, it. And then, then we had Atlas Stones to finish it out, right? Uh-huh. So it was a cool five event show. Um, like you, I said, you didn't win. I took dead last. Really? So did dead, you? Dead were you able to do the events though? Or, I I didn't finish like I didn't finish the stones because that like that day was the first time I had ever like, touched one. You're like right. I don't even know how to get my hands um, on this. Yeah. So like I really didn't do well, but honestly fell in love with everything about the sport. When I went to Springfield College, I joined the powerlifting team. So I had a small stint where I was decently successful in powerlifting, winning like New England States and the Junior Olympics and stuff like that. What, were, did, you, what were you totaling at yeah. this point as a powerlifter? Um, I was totaling in like the 16 to 1,700-pound range, and I was competing in the under 200-pound division, so the 90-kilo class. God, that is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So pretty competitive, but like ultimately like really just wanted to get back into feeling like an athlete. Right. Right? Like powerlifting is dope. I love it, right? Like, it's really cool to just lift really heavy shit in those right. three lifts. But I missed the athleticism of playing football and doing cheerleading, and that's really what drew me back into strongman because not only do you have to be strong, you have to be able to move. There has There's some level of conditioning. And started transitioning full-time into strongman, and honestly, like, I was terrible at the sport when I started. Why? I took last place in eight competitions in a row. I, I was always one of those kids that, like, I loved playing sports, but I was never that one that was, like, gifted. Right. I never had that like raw talent. Like Jay. Same. Yeah. 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 And it was just like I had to work harder than everybody else in the room yeah. to get fractionally better. And in hindsight, I'm you're like, it turns out, a, turns out, it's actually a better hard work pays off. Yeah, for sure. Weird. Full circle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I take dead last in like eight shows in a row. And then finally, like, took second to last. I was like, here it is. Yeah, this I'm is on the roll. my day. Right? <laughs> this is my day. And, uh, Good job, loser. Yeah, you know, fast. <laughs> and it really just was kind of like this snowball effect where, like, I just really dug my heels in. I mean, my first, like, three years of competing, I think I was competing, like, 13 to 15 times a year. That's, is that a lot in the strongman space? Oh, oh that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. getting banged up? I, I, pretty much what I did when I was in college was I remember I was driving a 2004 Dodge Neon. Fancy. What? And I was like, all right, I have the weekends free. I drew a five-hour radius around my college, and I was like, any competition that's happening, I'm going, I'm going to it. What, got, what kept you motivated doing, you know, in college, A, when you're like, it's easier to just go drinking, yeah. and B, losing? <laughs> what, like, what kept you, because that, that, there's some sort of determination within there. You know, I think it's, um, one thing I love so much about Strongman, and it's a lot like CrossFit, is I've been doing this sport for 14 years. I've never once done a competition with the same events. Ne- like overlap, but never like these been five overlap, identical. But it's never been identical the to another exact show same I've done. Form. It's like the games. Right? It's, it's never been the same yeah. format. Yeah. It's never been the same event. So it's like, yeah, even though I'm competing so much, it's like, okay, like I'm training for something different. So it feels new. It feels exciting and sexy. And um, ultimately, like what I did was like, I just had so much fun with the training. Because it was so different of just being being in the gym lifting a barbell, you know, like I'm going out into the driveway, setting up medleys and carrying yokes and stuff like that. And just like, I just had so much fun with it. And what I realized was like, early on, I needed to find like small goals that I knew I could hit that would keep me motivated. Right. Right. Because like, if I got into the sport back in 2009, I was like, I want to be at world's strongest man. If that was my first thought, I wouldn't be standing here talking to you guys You're doing this, out right? Early like, on. I would have, like, there's a lot of exits on that road right. to take you off that path pretty quickly. 
So for me, it was just like setting these like small attainable goals that I knew I could hit. And it, I just didn't change those goals until I hit them. Right. right. So like my first goal in Strongman was don't take last. You did it. Was it was really that it, right? Once I did that, it was like, okay, now let's not zero an event. Because up until that contest, I had, hit, I had zeroed one event in, in one of the shows. What does that mean? I couldn't lift the implement. Even to start? Couldn't eat, didn't get a single rep, couldn't do anything. <clears throat> what was one of the events you zeroed um, on? Uh, deadlift for reps. That was like in the mid-500s. You just couldn't pull it? Couldn't pull it. So he, I zeroed that event. I didn't get any points on it, right? When, like, when you show up to a deadlift event like that, and it's not a standard barbell, does that really make a difference? Um, yeah, it, it absolutely can. And I think also it was just like learning how to be conditioned for a five-event strongman competition, right? Because in one day? One day. And typically yeah. in, in training, like, you know, the way we had split my training up was like, okay, like I'd be training four days a week. My overhead press day, I would just cheat, yeah, I would do whatever that overhead event was for the contest on my overhead press day. Right. Whatever the deadlift event day was, I'd do on my deadlift day. And then I'd have like three events to do on the weekends on my event, on my event training day. But now we're condensing all of those into five events in one day. And like either I wasn't conditioned enough and I didn't, I just didn't have enough umph to get through the events. So yeah, so like I finally hit that on event on show nine where I didn't take last, you know, so then that next, that next goal was don't zero an event. After that, I was like, okay, let's get top five, then top three. Um, and then it was shooting for winning. And like after I got that and kind of like almost found my swagger in the sport a little bit. Um, I started building that confidence where it's like, all right, you know, like I won a local show. Let me get my hand at nationals. Let me, let me go to amateur nationals, see what I can do there. And my first year there, I ended up taking second place. Um, and that was a really great confidence. At that boost. level, are you still fairly small, like weight-wise? I was still competing in the under 200-pound division. Oh, it's hard damn. to believe you were ever under 200. <laughs> like, I, like I was saying, you're not massive in like height. Yeah. But you're a big, like strong dude. It's hard to believe there was 85 less of you. The funny, the funny thing is, is every time like I see Chandler Smith and I give him a hug, he's like, "God damn, you're so thick." Yeah, right. It's just like, <laughs> you're th- yeah, you're and he's wide. A, and he's a thick boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what's, and, what's it take to fuel yourself on a on a competition day like that? Um, you know, so I'm really fortunate. I have a great nutrition coach, Nathan Payton. Uh, is he, he with the team with, also? No, so he's not with the team, but he works with probably. 20 to 30 elite level strongman competitors and uh day of day of food is is interesting where um you know we're big carb meal in the morning um like you know like pancake type of carb pancakes meal? potatoes yeah. uh you know and then anything that will help just hit satiety to make you eat um and then throughout the competition honestly it's just like staying hydrated and then eating really like slow and fast acting sugars to make sure our glycogen yeah. stores and glycogen levels are up to par. Because there's such fast events, yeah. right? Yeah, like pretty much everything we do is 75 seconds or less. Yeah, I was going to say under two minutes, yeah. But we, the way I describe it to people is like imagine throwing a treadmill on 18 and going for 75 yeah, seconds. Your max yeah. efforts yeah, yeah, is it's, it's all pegged. out the entire yeah. time. You know, like we look at like the Wheel of Pain event. Is that the one right. where you're yeah, walking like in a, the, No, so that's the one we're pushing. So that's, we've had it at the Arnold. We've had it at the Rogue. It is a 20,000-pound implement. That's it? Where you we have like... to push in a circle for 60 seconds for max distance. Wait, it is really... Were you joking? It's 20,000? No, it's 20,000 it's, it's the one made of all the logs, right? And yeah, you're exactly. pushing... Yeah, 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 so yeah. So it's... Yeah. it's uh, the in- do, you think you can, do you think he can budget? No. no. 
Thank you for that vote I of like confidence, the by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like, Absolutely no, not. It, he's like, look at him. He's weak. He's weak. I don't know if you'd be told that to raise the is it, is it high? I mean, it's high for me. Why does strongman yeah. hate little people like me? <laughs> Dude, strongman hates little people like me. For instance, Atlas Stones, whenever we have them, right? So we always have oh, like descending get those, heights. Yeah. Yeah. The first platform is taller than You're my like head. You're pressing it? Really? So I literally have to get it onto my chest and then press it onto the platform. Oh, that, no, I've seen, I've seen you do that one. So anyway, the, this 20,000... Yeah, so so for it, like with that, like it is sixty seconds all out effort, and just like to sign nerd out a little bit, right? So like, my nutrition coach, he knows exactly what my glycogen, my blood sugar level has to be before I go onto the competition floor to know where I can be for optimal performance. Wow. So if it's a one rep max event, I know I need to be in like that one forty to one fifty range. And are you testing that? You literally yeah, doing so blood? Yeah, so we're literally wow. testing backstage. Like, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, before an event like the Wheel of Pain, we push my blood sugar up to almost two hundred. So we pump it pretty high, and that's eating like Rice Krispie treats. I and feel like stuff I should. Like I'm in the wrong sport. Is the thing. Like, I, are you? Is this only on training day when you're trying to do that? Or, yeah. or sorry, not training day, competition day. Um, yeah, that when we get it that high, yes. Right. Because um, I'm like thinking like the. I'm like, man, I get that long term. That that's a, a lot problem. Of that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Of but don't you have to do that? on your training day too to know what that's going to feel like as we get closer to competition like when we start peaking yes um and we, we just try to space it out to be smart about it um but yeah so it, it really is like a science to make sure that we're staying yeah. fueled we have enough energy to get through the event that's so, so different wild, than the way it used to be the really cool thing is like we'll test blood sugar right after the event so for the arnold this year I was uh, 194 going out onto the competition floor for the Wheel of Pain. When I came off, I was at 63. Wow. You just zapped 60 it. seconds. Gone. Down 130 points. Gone. Yeah, so literally just What's that feel like? Everything. Oh, just. Um, exa- like full body exhaustion. Like it literally is just like you feel drained. It's like a four. It's like a four. Floor. If you like, if you ever did, do you ever, you know, of course you didn't run track. The <laughs> <laughs> like four hundred meter, like four hundred meter sprint. When you're yeah. done, you're like, that was it. That was literally Got everything I had in my body. But I feel, like, I know like, that I feeling. Move. Yeah. But this seems like worse. What kind of what's what's your caloric intake look like? Um. So it really depends on the type the time of year. Right. So right now I'm four weeks out from a competition. Okay. So, Which one? Um. So we have the Giants Live World Tour Open. It's over in Gla- uh, Sorry, Cardiff, Wales. Oh wow. Cool. Um. It's also oh, the okay. Deadlift World Championships. We do so, both. Yeah. So the first event of the show is the Deadlift World Championships. So maxing out in our deadlift on our first event, that we have four events to do after. All the same oh. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll, but we'll do all five events in about three hours. What are you hoping? Three to pull? hours? I didn't realize yeah. it was that short. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I That's thought it would be like. You're telling me. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think you'll pull? Uh, goals pull a thousand. Cool. Yeah. So um, so I had a really good training week. So like today, the, like this past week and next week are like my two big peak weeks for my pull. Um, just on Thursday, I, I pulled 880 for a triple. Where are you training when you're here? Uh, I went over to Madtown Fitness here in, here in Madison. So okay. I have a couple of buddies that train out of that gym. So I was able to go over and get, get a nice deadlift session in. So yeah, so I pulled 880 for a triple. The plan next week will be like low to mid nines for a double. And then, uh, and then we'll, we'll shoot for it and go for 1,000 at the show. That's the plan. Do you That's bring all. your own barbell when you're training? No, no. They're like, you they, bent our bars, they, Rob. Luckily, like, they have a Texas deadlift <laughs> bar, so we're good. Um, but, I mean, I have training for the Rogue Invitational, actually. I bent three barbells. At other, uh, at, like, while you were traveling? It was, at, it was at my own home gym, so I bent my own barbells. But Rogue, must, Rogue Bill takes good care of you. Well, luckily, I'm actually with Rep Fitness. Oh, you're with so, Rep? Yeah, so, okay, we know. Yeah, so they actually, uh, when I, I sent them the picture of the bar, and they were like, how many more weeks you got of training? I was like, six. They're like, 
All right, cool. And I, we'll you know, the next week bar. they sent me about four barbells. A, a lot of my stuff's from rep because during the, the pandemic, I couldn't get anything. Yeah. And I found them from Colorado. Yeah, they're, they yeah, they're great. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so like training for the for the rogue, we had a 17-inch a, a deadlift. It was about 1,000 pounds for reps. And uh, so training that, the only real way to do that is like doing a rack pull. And yeah. doing a rack pull with a thousand, with nine hundred to a thousand pounds the for reps, the go. bars are just going to get destroyed. Yeah, yeah, they're going to get totally messed so, up. So I don't think you got to Fern's answer. How many calories are you taking in? So getting ready for a show right now, I'm right around sixty five hundred to seven thousand. So I definitely need to start doing strongman. Yeah. I, I eat that much, but I don't do the strongman. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 so my powerlifting coach in high school, a guy named Gary Frank, old head. Like I would watch this guy. He was four. He was like four oh five. Played played NFL football. You know, yeah. like he broke twenty five hundred pounds. Like sick. It's disgusting. Yeah. He was a giant man though. He's like six four four oh five. Just oh, like things I would do. For devastating, devastating. And I would, but I would watch him eat during lunch. Yeah. He would eat like two pizzas. Yep. You know, four sandwiches. He would eat a dozen eggs for breakfast every day. I was just like, how is that? That's got to be it sucks. exhausting. Do you, do you really feel like eating that much sucks? Like, I'd look, I, I would be psyched. It's really cool for the first week. And then, like, when you're realizing you have to keep force-feeding when you're not hungry, that's when it gets Who tough. does the cooking at home? Me. You prepare all your food? Yeah, I do all of it. But I would, do you I try mean, to keep it pretty high yeah. quality? I mean... That's a rough because you it's can't do high quality. That. As clean as possible. You can't. Right? You can't like, get that many calories. In what's with clean what's food. not clean that you'll do consistently? Um, so the the nice thing is, like, typically on big training days, I get a cheat meal. Well, like, what's so, your go to? Um, so my nutrition coach. Not eating. It's, uh, like, a cheat meal. <laughs> it's um, usually it's uh, bacon cheeseburger double fries. Huh. A Monday for me. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's usually like the go-to like cheat meal after. And like, it's a couple after. thousand calories easily. Yeah, is exactly. The key, right. Right. And um, just to like again like replenish, try to recover, get ready for the next day. But I mean, ultimately, like I try to keep it as clean as possible. You know, not obviously bodybuilder style, but like right. you know, mostly like chicken, potatoes, rice, beef, stuff like that. The nice thing is with me, like, since I'm not training for aesthetics, like, I can add sauces to it. And, like, I have my guidelines set up by my coach of, like, the do's and don'ts and what I can have, what I can't have. And as long as I'm staying on track with that and eating within those parameters, like, I feel good every training session. Um, and I know, like, I'll be ready to go. Picture this. Your clients are coming into class and no longer feeling daunted by new movements or being intimidated because it's their first class. With Wattify, coaches can insert technique videos right into the Wattify mobile app so that clients can come to class gleaming with excitement instead of being freaked out and intimidated by things that they don't know how to do. Empower your clients with knowledge they need to thrive in their workouts while reducing the risk of injury. Give your clients a world-class workout experience from start to finish. Transform your gym's experience with Wattify. Visit wattify.com backslash podcast now and claim 50% off your first three months. Elevate your gym, empower your clients, and stay steps ahead with Wattify. Do you, are you fluctuating at all throughout the year weight-wise? Yeah, so... Um, Dude, when you're 280, you take a poop and you're down 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So, so, yeah, I actually uh, I lost like 35 pounds after the Arnold this past March. Okay. Um, I got pretty big. I was like 302 at the Arnold. Um uh, just because that is such a static, heavy show. Right. And I hated being that big. Yeah. Um, what do you feel like? What, when, we'll never put on, hopefully, at 30 pounds. Yeah. What's it that honestly feel? is more, it's just like you just, consistent fatigue. Do you feel like you're carrying 30 extra pounds yeah, all the time? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's literally like, 
you, you like you get out of breath so quickly like getting up and off like honestly getting up and down from sitting it's just like your body just hurts because i watched that eddie hall documentary yeah. on netflix and it was like he used to get winded going up the stairs well, yeah there, uh, who's it? i think uh rogue did a thing with thor too same yep. thing it was yeah. just like you could just see when they sit down and eat they're just like tired of yeah. eating just like and, well, uh, where do you hold it when you put on 30 pounds so i'm like all chest and torso yeah so it looks good it's not bad but um but so after the Arnold, I knew I wanted to take a little bit of an off-season. Talked to my nutrition coach, and this is where it gets wild. I was like, hey, like, I want to drop some weight. I really don't feel healthy. Let's put together a plan. He's like, all right, how aggressive do you want to be? I was like, dude, I, 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 I really want to lose, like, 30, 35 pounds. Like, I really think I need to. I think I want to get back down to, like, competing around 270, 275. I think that's a really good weight where I feel like I can get stronger, stay relatively fit, and I know I'll be competitive. He's like, all right. He sends me my nutrition plan, and I'm eating 1,600 calories a day. That oh. seems like you need a I'm new, you might need a new nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, it worked. Uh, yeah. um, I was how that flew. You're like, I, I missed the so days bad. of 7,000 calories. Did, how long did it take? Uh, it took me a little over two months to drop 30 pounds. I was, I was, I was expecting you to say faster, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, which now that you've done both. Which would you prefer, sixteen hundred or seven thousand? Four thousand. <laughs> <laughs> right down yeah, the middle. Exactly. Um, the funny thing was, it was like I was like three days in, and like literally, like my first meal would be like nine grand, nine ounces of protein, and fruit. You're like, this is my appetizer. That was great, <laughs> yeah. right? Then the next meal was like six <laughs> ounces of protein, a cup of rice, and some veggies, and like I would just alternate those two meals, and I was only eating four times a day. So, and I couldn't eat until after eleven a.m. So you did a little fasting yeah. in there as well. Yeah, so we, we went, we pushed pretty hard. And, like, I remember texting him on day three. I was like, dude, I've been with you for three Is there years. A typo in here? <laughs> I forget what it's like to be hungry. Yeah. Like, I, in three years, I had never been hungry. Yeah. Right? Because I've been, That's like, just eating all the time. That's crazy. After that first two weeks, I kind of leveled out Settled and in. I got used to it and it was fine and manageable. But, um, so you held that 1600 all the way through that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we would have refeed days where, like, yeah. you'd be like, hey, man. Go out, let it loose. What's your training like during this period? Um, pretty lighter. Lighter. I was, yeah. uh, I actually started with a new coach right after the Arnold as well. So we were doing like a, uh, a modified triphasic training. Got it. Which was awesome. My body felt good. And then he was hammering me with conditioning. So like I was doing some pretty heavy skier intervals. I was doing some sandbag medleys, doing bike intervals, stuff like that. I was going to ask you, what's what's the conditioning look like for strongman? Uh, pretty yeah, nasty. Yeah. Um, like the skier it's so intervals. short. Yeah, the skier intervals I would do, like I'd do these pyramids where it's like a 250-meter sprint, rest 30 seconds, 500-meter sprint, rest a minute, 1,000 meters, 90 seconds, and then go back down 500 oh, and That's gross. And I would have to hold under a 138 pace the entire time. You're sprinting. Yeah. Sprint, oh, sprint. We're, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 After and it. then yeah. He, had me, he had me go all out one time and do a 500-meter all-out sprint. And I on the skier? On the skier. You didn't break it? No, I didn't. Just rip the arms off. I, did, um, <laughs> I ended up pulling a 126. Ooh. For a 500. You might make the CrossFit Games. Uh, for that one event. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. You take first place right there. You must be, what, like 32? 31. 31? 30, 30, yeah. November, yeah. How long can you sustain this? Like, what's a, what's the average life of a strongman? Not just the toll it's at taking this, on your body. At, at that yeah, elite at level. your level. Yeah, yeah, you know, so that's, it's obvious. It's very subjective, mainly because of when people start. I started young, right? So, like, my training age is pretty old. I'm 14 in this sport. Yeah. That's a lot of years. And um, I only want to do this for another three or four years. You know, I think, like, to me, it's like I still love it, but I want to finish while I still love it. 
you know, I don't yeah. want to have any resentment towards the sport and anything like that. It's interesting because when you say that age, because that'll put you at like 34. And that's usually when people like hit like peak strength. Yeah. Yeah. Like as, at least males, you know. Um, but you're but, just like, but you started so much earlier. Yeah. And, like, and yeah. I feel like I'm kind of in that right now. Like I, I know I am still getting stronger. It's just taking me a little bit longer. It's right. taking me longer to get stronger. It's taking me longer to recover. And like, uh, I also, like I said, I, I, I want to be able to end on my terms. I right. want to be able to leave the sport knowing like I had a really good time. I loved every part about it, about it. And I don't want to like look back and think, you know, like, was I hanging on too long? Right. And just like, just skating by. People are like, shows. all right, Rob. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, it's time, to hang, it's time to hang them up. Leave your shoes on the floor. Yeah. 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 So, and now what's really cool with hard work pays off and working with Matt and the team, you've got a new career path that you probably had no idea would be there. Now you're a coach. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really surreal. You know, I coached in Strongman for a little bit. And uh, honestly, I didn't like it. You know, it was one of those things where it was, uh, you know, kind of like shit where I was eating. Yeah. And it was... Too much time... Yeah, invested in it. yeah, way too much. And it, it, that, like, honestly started making me resent the sport a little bit. And now having this opportunity, not only to coach the fittest athletes in the world and working with them on a daily basis, but also, like, having my own training platform through our app, it's so cool to really kind of, like, have this full circle moment to where it's, I got my start in CrossFit, you know, 14 years ago, and now, like, this is where my career's taken me to now where, like, I get to coach at the CrossFit Games. Right, because did you ever think it would come back? Did you think when you, like, Hell transition, no. you're out of CrossFit? Yeah, you know, I mean, I've always, I've always stayed in CrossFit in some sense because we know how much CrossFit loves strongmen, and it was usually one of the only places I could go to do my training, right? Yeah. Like, when I would move to a new location. Yeah, because they have all the stuff. Every time I visited somewhere, it was like, CrossFit gyms were always like, yeah, you can come in, you know, get your deadlift session in, or, like, we have some strongman stuff in the back, and I could always make it work. So I've always stayed involved and always followed the sport. You know, that's why it's like, it's so surreal to me to be here because like 2009, I remember watching the CrossFit Games and watching Annie get her first muscle up. Yeah. Right? Like I remember seeing You were there at those games? I wasn't there, but it was like, you know, being able to watch it and now be here. And I think like the biggest, most surreal moment was last year was when I first met Katrin. And I remember we were at Big Dane. I had just finished coaching a class. And I went. I was like, "Oh shit! Like, that's Catherine. Like, this is wild." She was with you guys at the time. She wasn't with. Oh, she no, wasn't. Okay. Yeah, she and yeah. so I was like, "Okay, like, gotta go introduce myself." <laughs> so I work like, up why the courage. Are you sweating, <laughs> literally. Like, so I go up. I'm like, "You got Christmas nice treats on your face." <laughs> <laughs> so I go up. I'm like, "Hi, Catherine. I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm Rob Kearney. She goes, "I know who you are." I was oh. like, "Well, all right, I'm Ego. good." You know, and like that was such a cool moment for me, you know, to have this two-time games champ, um, who actually at the time, unbeknownst to me, was on week four of my HWPO strong program. Oh, that's, so she was. That's cool. She was. She was stalking. dipping out over she there stalking. at that time. She yeah. she was, so yeah, apparently she had reached out to O'Keefe and was like, "Hey, like I heard about this new strength program," and he like gave her access to it, and she had been doing it, and that turned into this like amazing relationship where like I had really been her head coach. Um, from pretty much the games last year up until the Open. And so now you are her strength coach? Yeah, so I'm the strength coach for all of our games athletes. So how does, what's the, you don't live in Tennessee. No, so we're, so Matt's based out of Burlington, Vermont. Oh, that's right, he's in Vermont now. They just built that, they just opened two Our headquarters back in April. So Burlington's awesome. Burlington's great. Great Ben and Jerry's there, you going uh, there a lot? What's your favorite Ben and Jerry's? Uh, So I'm a Tonight Doe. 
That's very that, right. That's the Jimmy Fallon one. Yes. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So I um, so I live in Massachusetts. I'm only about a three hour drive from our HQ. So I go up every few weeks and um, you know get some FaceTime with the athletes and. A lot of it is virtual, right? So it really is just a, a beautiful synchronicity of myself, Matt, and then Amy Everett, our Olympic lifting coach. Amy, yeah. Amy, Amy. is Josh there too? Just to Josh Godinez? No, no, no what's no, Amy's? Josh uh, yeah, Josh. Greg. Greg Everett. Sorry, Greg, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, I was so, thinking old school Josh Everett. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, so Catalyst, Catalyst is separate yeah. from, from Amy working with us, so it's just Amy. Um, but we all work so well together um, where, you know, we kind of, we have our athletes, you know, training splits up. And we all input all of our stuff to make sure it all works together and makes sense. And that's really... I'm so glad you do that. It drives yeah. me insane when I see people just hodgepodge how, programs. Oh, yeah. How does that work? So you have Amy doing Olympic lifting. You're doing strongman. You have an endurance coach in there, I'm assuming. So, or some, I mean, we have like our Matt three, obviously does... Yeah, a, we have like our three CrossFit coaches in Matt, Jake Marconi, Josh Godinez. They pretty much handle all that CrossFit-specific training. And so Steve how, do you, how do you kind of overlay that to make sure it makes sense? So we have weekly coaching meetings where we talk about the, the upcoming week of training. And then we all have shared spreadsheets of essentially we say, hey, all right, here's our, here is our focus. Here's what we're working towards. Um, and pretty for much. For each half? For each half. That's not just for the, because someone can sign up and do the program. Yes. But this is for our athletes. athletes. How many athletes are you guys working with? Um, so we had eight competing here this weekend. So you have to do that for every one of them? Yeah. How much time does that take per? Pretty good amount of time. But it's all, you know, they all need their own. That's what I'm stuff. saying. Yeah, like yeah. I was only thinking about it from from this uh, perspective. Level, yeah. But then when you, it's even probably it's probably more time consuming when you get to an individual level. Well, and not that. to mention, obviously, like things change during the week, right? So we have yeah. to be able to pivot right. and make changes. When, but, you guys, um, when you guys do that, the just from I'm thinking through a programming standpoint, who who kind of starts that process? The base. I'm I'm assuming it would be, but. A, I had an assumption it would be strength, I would but, think it, it's but it would also be based on where you're at in the season, I would imagine. So totally based on where we're at in the season, and it's actually mostly the strength stuff that we base really? on. Yeah. Strength goes first. Strength you have to. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're most important on the team is what you're so, saying here on the show. You're more important than MVP. Matt. MVP. <laughs> you said it, not me. Um, so it really is Amy and I working together, and that it, it is really different depending on each athlete, right? Because some athletes need a little bit more push on their Olympic lifting and technique stuff. Some athletes just need more of that raw strength and power where that, that's where it lends itself to me. And so Amy and I work really closely together to make sure our strength and Olympic lifting match up really well. We're not overdoing the CNS. We're not overtaxing them to be able to get to their CrossFit stuff. Um, once we input our progressions and then Matt and the rest of the team will come in and they'll oh fill in the God. blanks with all the, other, with all the other stuff that they need. But do you ever get into an argument because you feel what your programming is like but this is more important. I get it. They need to snatch, but this lift. No, I think that's what's so cool about like Amy and I is like we've worked really closely together. Where like there's been some times where it's like, hey, like we're in a really heavy clean and jerk phase right now. Do you mind if I take the front squat programming from you so it lines up better with what I'm doing? It's cool synergy. Listen, yeah. like, I'm not too proud to be able to do that. That's like, right. Cool. Like no, for me, you need to be that way. For me, a what lot matters of coaches most, are not that way though. Exactly. Yeah. For me, what matters most is the athlete's performance. Right, like cool. I don't need to have a gold star in my chest, right? Like I want them to win. If they the do floor. well, you have all the gold stars. You exactly, need. Yeah. right? And so making sure that we're working together so well to make sure that we're honestly all we want to do is put the best program out there for our athletes to succeed, and that's just like all of us on the staff have that same mentality. We've not seen any of the competitions here. Yeah. How are the how are your athletes doing? Um, they're competing. 
it. <laughs> it's been a tough year. Yeah. Um, you know, we still have two athletes out on the floor. We have Katrin and Sam Quant. Um, okay. they're, they're still going God, after he's today. just steady at he's, he Every really year is. he's there, yeah. He's, he's so deceiving, too. And he's great to work with. He's got this, like, really dry, hysterical sense of humor. Um, and, you know, I, I take a lot of pride, obviously, in Katrin because I worked so closely with you, her for you seven her. Yeah. months. Stole her. Yeah. Hey, she came to us, man. She came to us. And uh, Who, What athletes are you going to steal this year? <laughs> Who's on the list? Man. Who's on the list that you guys are going to call after on Monday? Who's on Who's on Keith wrestling match? I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, Lefty or righty? So <laughs> the, the, uh, when, when you look at somebody's coming you're like hey I'm, I want to start implementing strongman so you're looking yeah. at crossfit training in general you're like what's the number one thing that you see that would make them better at crossfit so if we're looking at like um because obviously nobody's like nobody's ever like i wish i wasn't so strong like that's not a thing you know? <clears throat> so my strength philosophy is that in order to get stronger it needs to be centered around a base of work capacity and volume okay so one of my favorite protocols that I put our athletes through is one that is just dirty and nasty, but I think it's really telling to where they are in their strength journey. Um, I'd love for you guys to test this out. I'll do it tomorrow. Take any one of your lifts. We'll, we'll say back squat, for example. Yeah. You're going to take 70%. We're going to do four sets. Max reps in 45 seconds with 90 seconds rest in between sets. That, I take, I'm not going to do that. I said I misspoke. I'm not going to do that. Right. So, like, that's one of the protocols I have our athletes go through. That just blows goal, you up. The goal should be anywhere from 9 to 12 reps per set. Seven. Okay, let me work through the math. I've that's, got a 400-pound back squat, 70%, time, 280. So, max reps of 280 in 45, 45 seconds. seconds. Then back seconds. at it in 90 seconds. 90 seconds rest between each set. And you're holding. Oh. What are you, so, what are you looking for? What's the outcome you're looking for? So, or, or what? I want to see consistent reps across sets. I don't want to see you come out hot and hit like 16, then 11, then four, right? Like, I want to see that nine to 12 every single every set. Every single set. Um, so maintaining that volume, that work capacity throughout the sets. And like, hey, nothing I program is something I haven't done, right? Like, right. so I've done this protocol with 600 pounds on a back squat. But were you impressed when I said I had a 400 squat just That now? was pretty dope, yeah. yeah. So. That's okay. actually not true, but that's- Range uh, of motion's like yeah, six yeah. <laughs> You, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. So I just seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, um, one day we'll get you below parallel. But you did yeah. it with six hundred pounds. Yeah. So that's, what was your best? Your so squat was in the eight then. Ever is nine sixty one. That's the most I've ever squatted. What, what were you weighing for that? It's about two eighty. Two eighty. Yeah. yeah. This, so, yeah, yeah okay. so did you hold that nine to twelve when you did it I at did, six? Yeah. What? What? And what's the goal? You're just looking for the ability to flush, or what? Like so, what's it's it? it's the ability to recover under high high levels of stress and fatigue, but also it is like seeing where your base of work capacity is. I think that's to me that is the that is my foundation of strength building, right? If we're looking at like the Rob Kearney strength pyramid, it is going to be work capacity and volume at the base, and then we're building up from there. And I think a lot of strength coaches don't necessarily take that approach because what You're ends up happening, for top ends, right? they're, everybody's looking for top end. But for me, it's like, okay, if we can get you into that position where you're hitting these amount of reps, you're going to be able to start hitting that top end a little bit I was going to say, you, don't, you can make some really strong assumptions about your top end strength. Well, exactly. this is exactly what Hinshaw spoke about. Yeah. It's a base yeah. of the period. It's his Z2 or zone 2, right? Yeah. You're, you're doing the same thing. That, that's got to be... I mean, that must mess your CNS up for a it's, week. Dude, it's, it's tough. devastating. And here, and like, so in the HWPO Strong program, weeks three, four, and five of your first 12 weeks, you're doing that four times a week. 
Wait, wait, wait. You're doing that four times? So we'll do it with back squat. We'll do it with Are you trying to sell HWPO right now? Because I feel like you're doing a bad job. So let me ask. I feel like that would... So two questions. A, I feel like that would crush me. I feel like I would be... You get a deload week after week three of that, though, so... Yeah, but at week two, I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, he's not yeah, making yeah. it past the, week uh, one. Uh, that's eight sessions. You do so, that four times. So if good. you if you are seeing this degradation in numbers, what are you thinking about as a coach from a from a programming standpoint in order to make that correction? Like, what kind of volume are we having to deal with in the, into the future? So for me, it's looking at, okay, yes, your, your one rep max strength is great, but your ability to hit multiples of a high percentage is low. So we need to actually back off of that perceived one rep max. So pull that probably pull that one rep max percentage down, maybe about five percent. Oh, five. Okay. Yeah, um, eight at the most. Okay. And then then we'll start. We'll use that as our max in order to start building off of. So we can again start building that foundation. Like you have to hit the numbers. If you can't if you can't hit the numbers, the training is useless. Exactly. Yeah. Like we're not going to be able to progress like we do. And like you said, like yeah, it's a really fucking hard protocol. It hurts. But and it works in trying to sell HOPO strong. In the first twelve weeks of our program, we're seeing an average increase of our total of over a hundred pounds in twelve weeks. Right, like so, our average that deadlift works. increases forty pounds. Our average back squat increases thirty-five pounds. Our average bench press increases from 20, 25 to thirty pounds. So Not like, to be a cliche. Hard work pays, hard work pays off. off are, is, are you doing? Is that just for back squat that protocol? Are no, you no, doing it all overall? So we're doing it four days a week. So day Pull one press will be. Squat. Bench day one will be back squat, then we'll bench press, then we'll deadlift, then we'll overhead press with it as well. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna check you guys out. It's it's a nasty, I don't nasty be protocol. I'm but said <laughs> <laughs> no one ever. Yeah, I'm mostly in the be strong. It's like being smart. He had me at the right crispies, if I'm being yeah, honest. Yeah. Before we yeah, let he's you, he's doing it because he wants to eat. <laughs> yes. Hey, take it. Before take we it. let you go, I promise, Presley. What's the initiative that you guys have? Hard work pays off. So right now we're doing the Clean Lakes initiative. So since this is the last week in uh, Madison. So with HWPO, one of the most amazing things that we do as a company is every month we have HWPO Give, Give. where we choose a new charity to align ourselves with, and we we fundraise and donate to that charity. So with being the last year we, last year here in Madison, we decided the Clean Lakes initiative um, to just help the ecosystem and help you know fight some climate control and stuff like that. So it's been it's it's one of the coolest things that we do as a company, being able to give back. Um, you know, like as a company, we make a minimum five thousand dollar donation every month to any initiative that's really cool. With. We also, um, you know, we also promote them through all of our social media channels and stuff like that. So it's it's really something special to us that we just started cool. this year. And we, we're going to tell you right now, two fathers right here. You're about to have to do more work. Because when Matt and Sam have that baby, they're going to be calling you, hey, Rob, I thought I'd be able to do this. Turns out this yeah, little monster you, you, is stopping me. You're going to have to pick up yeah, our... Yeah, Rob, we're going to need you to do the crossover programming. Well, since you both are dads. Or they're going to be like, baby well, wait, set. I had a children's book come out last year. Oh, oh did what's you? It called? What's so called? It's called Strong. Okay, I, um, I've seen it now that yeah, you mentioned so it. Yeah, so feel free to check that out. Yeah, it's, we will. Uh, it's definitely a big passion. I need a new book. I read the same book every night to my right. daughter. This I need a new one. This one has truck pulls in it. It has uh, log presses in it. She's yeah. going to be psyched. Does it have Rice Krispies? Because she likes those. It has cake. Well, you got me. My son, <laughs> you got me. My son's in. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to explain to my daughter that he thinks everything is a laser gun. She's like, I don't know why he doesn't want to play the game. And I'm like, he thinks it's a laser gun. <laughs> We're going to check like, out. It's not. It's a unicorn. I'm like, oh, I love that. Strong by Rob Kearney. Yeah. We'll check That's it out. Awesome, awesome. It's been dude, great. Yeah. Thank good luck so the rest guys. of the weekend, really man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. good luck in four weeks. Get that thousand, please. I want to see it. Crush it, dude. Awesome. Check out their program, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Best Hour of Their Day podcast. 
We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you in your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms, or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.